Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Remember, we are on Newsmax TV right now. Join us there. Get the Wendy Bell Radio Network app. Watch the live video uh, stream. Also, two million downloads strong on the Wendy Bell Radio uh, podcast. So join us however you do. We're just delighted to have you here with us. I think um, the thing I miss most when I pay attention outside of my bubble, I, I, I wish for authenticity I I yearn for somebody to be real and not all of these staged photo ops and these lies these purposeful deceptions everything is I just want to be told the truth and let me decide how I feel and everything that we're being told is the opposite of what the reality is and then when you dare to say that's not what's going on it's it's knives out for you and that's not a peaceful life of freedom that's oppression and i reject that i refuse that that is not where this country is going i refuse to give a country that has been controlled by dictators who suck to to my children i i will not do that no matter what and, and you see a, a true choice when you look at these two presidents going to the border. You have Donald Trump, who's going to the border, announced it last week, going to a rough section of it in Eagle Pass, Texas. And he's going there for a reason. He's going there to listen, to understand the parameters, the, the degree of the complications of the Border Patrol agents, how everything has been changed so gravely than the policies from the policies that he had, what he needs to do to get things back on track. And then on the other side, you have Joe Biden visit the border because he has to. 
because Donald Trump was. And so then Joe had to. That's not caring. No, caring about Lahaina wasn't showing up weeks later because you were browbeaten into it because polling suggested it didn't look good for you to be on vacation, right? And, and, and to fly in and to take out a little pedestal, a little platform <laughs> with some seal and, and to read some prefabbed comments and not... Not care, not make that human impact. Joe Biden has never made that human impact. And I got to say, watching him yesterday, it was scary. I, I don't know if I knew it was that bad. And if you haven't watched any of the video of him walking around, he looks like anyone in your life who you've watched fall apart. There's that absent look on his face. There's the rigid body. There's the movement of the whole body and not the separation of just the head, but the whole body moves with the head. There is a confusion. It's painful. It's embarrassing. How dare they do that to us? How dare they? And it doesn't stop the lying at all. And that's what we have to talk about right now. Remember, Joe Biden took 94 actions in his first 100 days to undo Donald Trump's border policies. And and the voice you're going to hear right now, this is on NBC News. It is amazing that all of a sudden in the last week or so, we're getting some national coverage about what's really going on and what's really the problem. So this is NBC News. They're in the Rio Grande Valley. They've got a border agent named Chris Cabrera. And he says basically what everybody feels. And he's on the front lines. So here is this Border Patrol agent on NBC News last night. Should President Biden have gone to a different part of the border? I believe so. I, I think it probably would have been best to go somewhere that's you know very busy, like uh, Arizona or California. A record 8.6 million migrants have crossed into the U.S. since President Biden took office. The Border Patrol Union telling us Mr. Biden should not have reversed Trump border policies. They were very effective for us as Border Patrol agents in securing the border. An NBC News poll shows 57% of Americans say Mr. Trump can best secure the border. Just 22% say Mr. Biden will. Isn't it so amazing that we're all just talking about this now? This isn't even a question, NBC News. It was closed, by and large, by Donald Trump. He wanted more wall. Congress said no because Nancy Pelosi sucks, and so do the rhino Republicans who refuse to give Donald Trump a secure country. Why? Got to ask yourself, who's making money off of this? Huh? Who's deeply connected to all this? Who benefits from this? It's certainly not you and me. Did you guys know that just last year, migrant crime, almost half of all ICE arrests were criminal aliens who those criminal aliens... 33,000 assaults these people were, were, you know, charged with. 33,000 assaults, 3,000 robberies. Just last year, 4,300 sex crimes, 6,900 burglaries, 7,500 weapons crimes, and 1,600 kidnappings. 
And as we have Lake and Riley on the mind today, because her, her viewing is about to begin in the next hour, and there can't be a viewing, because somebody bashed her head in, these migrants, criminals, killed 1,700 people in the United States last year. So hell yeah, border agent is going to say, this is ridiculous. Wake up. This NBC News poll of the reporter had just suggested, this isn't even close. This is the question. Who do you think Trump or Biden would be better? Question number one, securing the border and controlling immigration. Donald Trump by 35 How about having the necessary mental and physical health to be president? Donald Trump by 23. Dealing with the economy. Trump plus 22. Dealing with crime and violence. Trump plus 21. Being competent and effective. Trump plus 16. Improving America's standing in the world. In the world. Trump plus 11. Protecting democracy. Now we're going to get into your emotional things, right? Now let's pay attention to how buzzwords and propaganda dropped every freaking day by this White House and by this propagandist media, how this matters on the electorate. Protecting democracy, Joe Biden plus two. Who would do better dealing with the issue of abortion? Who cares about that? Are you going to be able to impact one person who wants to have an abortion? Are you going to make an impact on that person? Is that the hill you're going to die on? You can care all you want about the unborn. I do too, but wake up. Dealing with the issue of abortion. Joe Biden plus 12. Treating immigrants humanely and protecting immigrant rights. Do you guys know how many immigrants have died on the journey to get here or have died in the Rio Grande? Treating immigrants humanely and protecting immigrant rights. Joe Biden plus 17. Some people will not be saved. That's all I can say. How about CBS, Trump versus Biden policies at the border? <gasps> Newsflash. Boop, 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 boop. This just in. Donald Trump did it better. Watch. As president, Trump severely restricted asylum and required migrants to await their court hearings in Mexico. When President Biden took office, he reversed those policies, but is now considering employing an executive power used by Trump to suspend asylum. Oh, get out, because that stuff that you stopped was working before. And now you real it's not like he doesn't realize this is all purposeful. You got to hear Tom Homan, former ICE director, Immigration's Customs Enforcement. Listen to what he says. And this is on I forget which outlet, but listen to him. Tom Homan. Under President Biden, we have over 1,700 migrants have died in U.S. soil, our historic record. Over 100,000 Americans dead from fentanyl overdoses, an historic record. Over 300 people on the terrorist watch list arrested since he's been in office just on the southwest border, twice as many on the northern border that we don't even talk about. Historic record. So President Trump's policies save lives. A secure border saves lives. Border barrier saves lives. I've worked with six presidents. I've seen policies come and go. I know what policies work. I know what policies don't. President Trump was a game changer, and we saved thousands of lives by securing that uh, southern border. And I want to squeeze this in. This is Corrine Jean-Pierre talking about the murder of Lake and Riley. Listen to who she blames. Go. 
Again, I mean, this is a horrific, horrific loss for any family. And obviously, uh, any if whoever is found guilty, uh, we need to make sure that uh, make sure that that happens. And obviously, uh, we don't want to uh, we don't want to see uh, anything happen like that again. What are you saying? But here's the thing: we have done the work. Uh, to make sure we're dealing with a broken immigration system. Oh, the Republicans have gotten in the way. Oh my they gosh. Gotten in the way. <laughs> and that's what we continue to see over and over and over again. And so, look, this is a serious, this is a serious matter. Wow. Wow. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. All you need to know. Unbelievable. You know what, Catherine Herridge, CBS, Held now in contempt. It's all out warfare against freedom. The background next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. You know, we've been talking about Catherine Herridge from Fox and then most recently of CBS, who's really been one of the, the last holdouts of, of true journalism. As a television news anchor and reporter for almost 30 years, uh, I value what, what Cash, Catherine Herridge does. And, and she reports on stories in a factual, fact-based way. And the chips fall where they may. And of course, that ticks off the left because they're corrupt in many of these stories. So the Los Angeles Times unusually did a very uh, nice dive into the backstory of why this judge now is holding Catherine Herridge in contempt for refusing to divulge the identity of a source of a story that she had broken several years ago. And I want to read this to you because it's interesting to hear what she was on to. I'm not so sure all of us know these details. I didn't. I don't know if you do. Here's the headline, L.A. Times. Journalist held in contempt for refusing to reveal sources in Fox News investigation. And here's your story. It's not long, but it's very illustrative. A court ruling found veteran TV news correspondent Catherine Herridge in civil contempt for refusing to identify sources related to a 2017 investigation she reported for Fox News. Herridge, who until recently worked for CBS News, declined to divulge information about how she learned of an FBI probe into an academic when she was deposed on the matter in September. U.S. District Court Judge Christopher R. Cooper imposed a fine of $800 a day until Herridge complies. Sounds kind of like... You know, our, our girlfriend, Letitia James, she will have time to appeal the decision before the fine goes into effect. So Cooper had ordered, the judge had ordered Herridge in this case in August to reveal sourcing for a 2017 story she did on Dr. Yan Ping Chen, a Chinese American scientist who founded the University of Management and Technology. The Virginia-based school attracted military service members who received tuition assistance from the Department of Defense. So we all know that people from China who are here in the United States are serving the Communist Chinese Party. It's part of their deal, part of their citizenship. That is what happens. So she starts this Virginia-based school, which attracts military service members and gives them tuition assistance. Well, Chen became the subject of an FBI investigation in 2010 concerning statements she made on immigration forms about her work related to a Chinese astronaut program. Boy, this is sounding really bad. 
Her home was searched. Materials were seized. No charges were filed. Years after the investigation, Herridge reported a number of stories for Fox News about the case, which looked into whether Chen concealed her former membership in the Chinese military on her immigration forms. The investigation also examined whether Chen used their school to, to funnel information about the U.S. military to the Chinese government. You think? I don't know. Astronaut stuff. Do they know a lot about spy balloons? That would be super. Fox News reports included family photographs of Chen, excerpts from her immigration forms, and a portion of an FBI memorandum. Chen filed suit against the FBI and the Department of Defense in 2018, claiming the records were leaked in violation of the Privacy Act. Don't you love it when people from other countries use our laws to screw us when we're on to stuff that they probably should not be doing, or at least investigating the smell of it? She's seeking an admission of guilt and damages, and she contends the leaks hurt her reputation and her professional livelihood. She's been seeking the source of the government leak for years to no avail, which led her to target Catherine Herridge and Fox News. Now, that gives you a little bit of context. So Catherine Herridge, she recently got sacked from CBS. She had been telling the truth about the laptop. She'd been looking into all sorts of other allegations regarding Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. She was a truth teller. And then all of a sudden she gets wrapped up, arguably the best reporter on television news at present, period, hands down. And she gets ensconced in some major layoff operation with Paramount and they seize her notes, her computers and everything. And we're all supposed to be like, well, I guess it's okay. I guess it's okay that the Department of Agriculture wants to shut down one Amish farmer. I mean, like, whatever. I'm sure they have their reasons. Or the reason is the clock is ticking and the walls are closing in and there is a mad scramble my friends where's the closest burn pit we feel we feel some smoke coming our way when we come back on the wendy bell radio program my friends do not go anywhere we have a live guest on the show he might be one of the few remaining biden whistleblowers who hasn't been arrested don't miss his story next You know, I got this book in the mail the other day. It's from my friend Mike McCormick. He's been on the show multiple times. Former White House stenographer. Traveled with multiple presidents. Traveled with Joe Biden. Had to transcribe things that they said, et cetera, et cetera. Look, it's called The Case to Impeach and Imprison Joe Biden. And Mike is dogged. He's joining us live now. Mike, you might just be, in fact, one of the last remaining Biden family whistleblowers who's not been arrested. <laughs> That's right, Wendy. Hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah, I'm still out on the streets. They arrested the guy uh, with the FBI 1023, and, you know, they're going after these other people with uh, Catherine Herridge got, uh, she's under subpoena or something from a judge. Yeah, she's being held in contempt, and we've been talking about that, Alexander Smirnoff. What was your take when you saw that they picked him up? Um, I don't, you know, I, he, he was, first of all, he's a snitch. So he's supposed to talk to bad guys, and it seems like they picked him up for talking to bad guys. Right. So, you know, I'm not sure what they're trying to do. I tried to get in touch with that same U.S. attorney, David Weiss, and they don't have me 
They don't want to listen to my information. I sent uh, one of their attorneys a copy of my book. They have it in their office, so they should read it. Tell everybody who you are and why you have information that you believe refutes at a minimum what Hunter Biden testified to on Wednesday before oversight. Yes, I was Joe Biden's stenographer in the White House when he was vice president from 2011 to 2017. So he was there for a month in 2017. Um Traveled around the world with him, went to uh, Ukraine with him three times, and I also got a copy of the Hunter Biden laptop from Marco Polo. It's a anti-corruption nonprofit led by Garrett Ziegler. So that was two years ago. I've been writing a substack about it, digging into it, finding a lot of evidence that Joe Biden was directly involved in Burisma. I presented that evidence to the FBI. I presented that evidence to investigators of the Oversight Committee. I presented that evidence to David Weiss, like I just said, and they don't want to seem to in, in, uh, put me under oath to testify. But I guarantee if I get put under oath to testify, that's evidence that Joe Biden was involved in this Burisma uh, kickback scheme that he set up. Tell me about the evidence. What do you what do you have? What have you found? What found? We've talked talked about uh, Marco Polo USA. We've got the site on ours. It's all connected. The hyperlink there to all of these uh, details in the laptop and also to Garrett Ziegler. Tell everybody what evidence you have specifically that you believe connects Joe to this whole kickback scheme with Burisma. The evidence I have is an eyewitness. I was an eyewitness to something that happened on Air Force Two. On, <clears throat> pardon me. On April 21st, 2014, um, Joe Biden was flying into Ukraine with energy assistance. At the time, Hunter Biden was secretly on the board of Burisma. That's what's in the emails, in the Hunter Biden laptop emails. And Joe was in a meeting in the front of the plane. He sent um, Jake Sullivan to the back of the plane to talk to the press. And my job as a stenographer was to record what he said and... That meant standing next to him. Well, I did a transcript of the interview. In the transcript, he's identified as a senior administration official. My eyewitness statement is, I know who it was. It was Jake Sullivan. He was just in a meeting with Joe Biden. One of the questions the press asked is, what assistance are you bringing to Bur- for Ukraine for energy? And they answer, and Jake Sullivan answered four things. Two of them benefited directly Burisma. And I was just reading through the uh, Hunter Biden, the transcript of the Hunter Biden interview. And Hunter Biden in that interview admits that Burisma was one of two companies in Ukraine, natural gas companies, at the time that was um, doing a lot of business. He said this, this company was the one that was trusted, and that's why he worked there. Well, if he knew it was one of two, and his dad was bringing this assistance that benefited it specifically, that's evidence of the kickback scheme. They both were in on it. And we should mention that Jake Sullivan, who is the national security advisor, I guess, he's been elevated multiple times most recently, which I find very curious. Yeah, and he's there to cover for Joe. He, there are a lot of the people that are in the current Biden White House and Biden administration were involved in the Burisma um, kickback scheme. U.S. Embassy, U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine at the time, Jeffrey Pied, is now the State Department. Uh, Assistant Secretary Victoria Newland was at the State Department then. She's still there and still covering for Joe. There's a lot of others. And they're covering for Barack Obama. And Barack Obama's covering for Joe. The Oversight Committee should have Barack Obama come down and testify. I don't know why they don't. Yeah, tell me what you mean by that. Go ahead. Well, 
you know, so on this flight that we took to Ukraine on this April 21st, on April 16th, so that's just five days before we leave, Hunter Biden and Devin Archer both at the time were in a meeting with Joe Biden in the West Wing. And Joe Biden spent that evening driving around western Pennsylvania, out near Pittsburgh, out near you guys, in a limousine, one-on-one with, uh, with Barack Obama. That's a very rare thing for the vice president and president to be in the same limousine at the same time. I think it was a personal meeting they had to discuss what Joe was going to do in Ukraine. And, oh, by the way, why was Hunter in the, in the West Wing today uh, um, and with Devin Archer? What's going on there? I think uh, uh, Barack Obama knew it, and I have a lot of other examples of his covering, his White House covering for Joe Biden in the book. I have this hypothesis myself, just as an observer, certainly not as a as a firsthand witness such as yourself. But I see just an extraordinary labyrinth of blackmail and bribery. Do you believe that Barack Obama stumbled upon the Biden family syndicate, if you will, um, or that he greenlighted it and used it as a chip to basically use Joe Biden as his third proxy presidency? I probably would go with the green lighting and use it as a chip. Um, but I think that Joe Biden had his hands in a lot of pots uh, during, and especially in 2014, 2015, 2016. And, and frankly, one of the pots is the southern border. I mean, Joe Biden was in, involved with the cartels in Honduras through his association with Honduras government officials. And Barack Obama would have known that, too. So they were either working with each other, but I think Barack Obama's role in the whole thing with Joe was to cover for Joe because he was doing terrible crimes. And Joe's reason for doing what he did was he wanted to promote himself to be president to get uh, the nomination in 2016 ahead of Hillary Clinton. That didn't work out when his son died in 2015. But I think his his ambition was so high that that's what he wanted. And Barack Obama just sort of rolled over and let him get away with some really dirty, dirty stuff. You got to tell me more about this cartel connection in in Honduras. This is see, and and perhaps this is a flaw of mine because when I look at the Biden family itself, it just strikes me as as a bunch of mediocre, intelligent people acting, almost playing spy games and getting paid for for doing things that's be, that are, is beyond their their brain power. Am, am I wrong? Are these is this like a cunning a criminal operation? Yeah, it's a cunning criminal operation, and they're backed up by their operatives. And their operatives have been very loyal to them over the years. Um, there's a small group of operatives. And so to talk about the cartels briefly, um, in 2014, there was a president, a newly elected president in Honduras named Juan Orlando Hernandez. In February of 2014, his brother was uh, monitored by the DEA and on electric, electronic surveillance admitting that he was going to be smuggling tons of cocaine in the United States with the help of his brother. The DEA monitoring of that would have gone up the chain to Joe Biden because Joe Biden started doing a lot of business with, uh, with Honduras. And the, the cartel association that um, Juan Orlando Hernandez had was with the Sinaloa cartel. Well, the Sinaloa cartel is now affiliated with, uh, according to Peter Schweitzer, he's got a new book out, with this Chinese gang, that was also affiliated with a business partner of Hunter Biden's. 
and they're the ones doing all the fentanyl smuggling. Isn't this isn't, so, isn't the Sinaloa huge in Arizona? Yes, Sinaloa, and um, so they had this, and and so then what Joe did was in 2014, in the summer, there was a lot of unaccompanied minors that started showing up at the border. So they cooked up this uh, scheme that he had. He called it the Alliance for Prosperity. And from 2014, 2015, and 2016, he sent $500 million to Honduras to the president, Juan Orlando Hernandez, who he knew was smuggling cocaine into the United States by the ton with his brother and who was allied with the Sinaloa cartel. I think that money was used to set up the... uh, the trans the the pipeline that's now bringing fentanyl and human trafficking in the United States like we're being invaded. A hundred percent. And we have uh, our Wendy Bell Radio Network correspondent, Oscar Blue, has made his fourth trip into the Darien Gap to show us. Basically, it's now it, it's it's like they have Western Union wire transfer locations and people can sign up for government assistance here before they're it's, it's like a travel agency along that way, Michael. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, that's the Daring Gab's in Panama. We took a, a Joe Biden trip to Panama. Um, you know, his cover story was he was going down there to look at the Panama Canal. They were, they were re, uh, reconstructing the Panama Canal to make it bigger. But he was in Panama himself. You know, who knows what he set up with people there. There's a lot of uh, corruption in Panama, too. Tell me about your view on Joe Biden. Is he is he smarter than I'm giving him credit for? Joe Biden is a is an evil doer who's done terrible damage to our country and our world. He's done it ter- terrible damage in Ukraine. He's done terrible damage on our southern border, and um, he's a win at all cost politician. He has no feeling for what America's suffering right now. He just wants to be the the president and be the best president that he thinks he is. And we all know he's a failure and a fraud. Who's the puppeteer? If we believe that, if I believe and I see it, that, that Joe Biden might be the mayor, he's the marionette. Who, who's, who's behind the curtain? Who's pulling him? You know, I got to think it's, it's, his, it's he and his advisors that are doing this. Um, that's been a, sort of this core group. And they moved through the Obama White House. Axelrod? With, yeah. Well, no, Axelrod doesn't like Biden. Biden's advisors are uh, Tony Blinken, Mike and Tom Donilon, um, a guy named Ted Kaufman and Steve Ricchetti. I think Steve Ricchetti was the guy who was in charge of this southern border uh, cartel alignment. Wow. So there's no doubt in your mind when you see Hunter Biden testify before House Oversight that what that man is saying is garbage. Yeah, no, there's none. He says he didn't have business doings with his dad. He absolutely did. He did business for his dad with Burisma. That's what I have in my book. I want you to tell everybody in the final few seconds here how they can get your book, The Case to Impeach and Imprison Joe Biden by Mike McCormick. Where is it located? Uh, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Barnes & Noble if you don't like Amazon. And uh, <laughs> the Kindle version has link-throughs to the documents that I cite. Ooh. So you can go and read the documents. And there's a really interesting video of Joe Biden in Ukraine in 2015 that was taken by the White House. I, I love it. And I love when you're on, Mike. You know how to get in touch with me. Keep me connected. Have a safe weekend, sir. And thank you for what you're doing. The case to impeach and imprison Joe Biden by Mike McCormick. You got to hear what Matt Gates had to say uh, after Hunter Biden's testimony before oversight. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's great. It's perfect. Next. I don't know.
know about you guys, but that was uh, that was informative. You know, I, I guess because I've heard Joe bumble and his gaffes and just some of the things that I've heard him say that just are vacuous and vacant. Uh, I guess I've always kind of put him in that in that category of dullard, right? Uh, of somebody who is a figment of his own imagination and, and really believes he is all that. I've never really thought of him as a cunning uh, criminal. Just kind of a, and I'm wrong, I guess, according to Mike McCormick, who had traveled with him extensively over the course of seven years. These are the sorts of stories that I like to hear because it is only when he has something truly nugget worthy that Mike McCormick reaches out to me. And so that book, I'm interested. I want you to hear Matt Gates because we're going to dive in, in hour number three, we're going to dive a little bit into Hunter Biden's testimony. Not so much what he said, but the response to it. Uh, and we're going to hear from Byron Donalds, who is the Florida congressman. I make no bones about wishing Donald Trump would select as his number two. Uh, we can hope. And um, and I think he's definitely on the short list. But here's Matt Gates, and he's coming out of this testimony where he has heard Hunter Biden. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> what what he has heard is absolutely ridiculous. And he comes to the camera and he says, look, this is Hunter had an excuse for everything. He answered our questions. yes. But it was very scripted. It was calculated. It was purposeful. And his answers were ridiculous. Here's audio soundbite number one. I'd say that there were a number of interesting moments, perhaps none more interesting than when Hunter Biden told us that he uh, joined the Burisma board to counter Russian aggression. I, I hadn't heard that one before, that thank goodness we had Hunter Biden on the Burisma board uh, because that was uh, central to his strategy to stand up to Vladimir Putin. Has so, he taken the fifth at all? No. He's, has, he's, he's, he's been responsive to questions. Has he told you exactly what value he brought to any of these wars and these companies yet? Have you guys asked him that? Yeah, we've asked those questions, and there is, there is an illusory value. It is a mirage to believe that Hunter Biden was engaged in international business. This was... Uh, a bribe masquerading as an international business transaction, nothing more, nothing more. A bribe masquerading as an international business deal, if you will. It's all smoke and mirrors, he says. So in this sit-down, Hunter Biden confirms several bombshells about his dad's dinners with his own business pals. The deposition transcript shows these points. And... He talks about these diamonds that China, Chinese businessmen gave him. And he talks about it like it's so, it's like no big deal that these businessmen would compensate him for exactly what we don't know. It's never ironed out exactly what he's what he's selling. Some kind of a um, I'm, I'm consulting in some capacity with what knowledge of what industry to what end. And, and what did you ever demonstrably do for any of these people? You, you can't. There is nothing. It's the great Gatsby. It's walking into this beautiful library uh, with all of these beautiful books, gilded bindings. And it creates this illusion of opulence, of wealth, of of education, of some kind of aristocracy, if you could. And you open the books and they're all uncut pages. There's nothing written on them. 
It's for show. It's like everything these guys were, were quote unquote selling seemed to be for show, save for the classified documents, which were found scattered all over various spaces occupied by Joe Biden and, and Kathy Chung and others in his orbit to do exactly what with? To sell, to sell military information to whom and why? And to what end and what is going on today? Is this all a part of it? Is this why we're in, involved in some kind of war? We're funding as a proxy war in Ukraine? And we're all scratching our heads at the, the strange coincidence that Ukraine was exactly where Joe and Hunter were deeply ensconced in suck during his vice presidency? Really? And you're told not to believe any of this. No, no, no. And Ian Sams from the White House has the gall to try to pound on the, on the Fox News door and say, retract your stories. <laughs> what? Now, there's another audio soundbite I want you to hear from Matt Gates because this is important. They, they want the facts. We want to figure out what's going on before we describe where we're going, we don't have some hot and bothered goal of impeaching Joe Biden. Do you really think anything like that is going to happen? Timetable doesn't look friendly. It's about exposure. It's not about the end game. That's how the left does it. We want to destroy Donald Trump. So we'll create all this stuff. We'll make up evidence. We'll lie, et cetera, et cetera. Matt Gates says something very different. You're going to hear a reporter say, are you still thinking about, is this leading towards your impeachment of Joe Biden? And if you can, listen exactly to what Matt Gates says. Go. Do you still feel the impeachment inquiry is heading in a direction where you'll actually be able to vote on articles of impeachment? Well, here we're asking questions about these corrupt business practices. Uh, I'm not really, I'm not really framing that through the lens of next steps. I'm just trying to get the facts. We're just trying to get the facts. We we don't have some kind of prefabbed agenda. We want to to unravel this this ball of wax of yarn, if you will. And and to me, that is a very refreshing delineation between the sides. So again, America is awakening to these stories and they're awakening to very clear choices. On the one hand, do you want people who methodically go and sometimes plottingly, aggravatingly so, go through the evidence and move surgically to uncover everything that needs to be uncovered? Or do you side with the people on the other platform, on the left, who have a goal of destruction and that goal of destruction equals control and power for them for Ever. And whomever should happen to fall into their path, they pity them and will destroy them. Choice is clear. Do not miss former federal agent, national security expert John Guandolo. Things we got to pay attention to in our own neighborhoods next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network.